At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. So one of the cool things that we're going to do uh, in this episode, a partner of our team, GearWrench, did a contest for fans during the Toronto Race Weekend. You had to follow them on social media to take a post. And we announced that the winner of a very cool prize pack was going to be announced uh, on the next episode of Off Track with Hinge and Rossi, which obviously we are doing right now. So make sure you tune in. And, are we uh, doing that? Yeah, we're doing it. Are we doing the episode? Make sure, Just stop saying stuff. <laughs> we, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the episode where we will announce the winner. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. All right, let's do this. What was the last uh, podcast thing we did? Pre-trial. Uh, this is the pre-trial. Yeah. yeah. Rob was there, and Tim was there. Okay. And Guys, welcome back to another Thrill- horrible, thrilling, very delusionally <laughs> good podcast. Pretty average. I mean, I've listened to some other podcasts. We rank, like, right in the middle. In terms of podcasts called Off Track, we're solidly top five. At least in the top five. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're pretty good. And you search us on iTunes. Do we, are we at the top of the list? If you search Off Track, we, we come up first. But that might be because I subscribe to us. But oh, do right. I, we I'm, should probably I'm do the that. one. I'm yeah, the one. You're the subscriber. <laughs> Thanks for your 50 cents. Do you know how many listens we get, Tim? Yeah, we get about 10,000 an episode. That's not bad. It's pretty good. Hey, guys, all 10,000 of you. Thanks. Yeah. We really appreciate it. That's Is it super swell? Hey, 10,000 in- individual? Yeah. Well, it's, it's so it measures downloads, right? So it's, it's yeah, 10,000 unique downloads. An unique. Episode. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. And to, the, uh, to like the three yeah, people no. listening in Thailand, What's Let up? Let us know the story. Yeah. <laughs> Love to know how you know about Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Uh, that would be tremendous. Yeah, if you could just you know, send us a tweet at Ask Off Track. It's definitely um, unique things. because No one's going to listen to this twice. Let's be honest. <laughs> There's not one episode that we've done that I'd be like, you know what? I need to hear that again. <laughs> no, I was saying like people download this more than once. I like all like on their phone, on their uh, laptop, right. on their iWatch somehow, yeah, which is like a thing. Of people that listen on their watch. Yeah, that's just. Can, can someone also explain us? Explain to us how that works. Like if you listen to Off Track with Inter Rossi on your Apple Watch, I feel like it's through your Bluetooth headphones. Right? Is that how it works, or is it through like the speaker in your watch? No, it's got to be your. You connect your headphones to your watch. Let's find your- out. Uh, tweet us at Ask Off Track if you've ever listened to the show on an Apple Watch. Let us know how it uh, how it works, and why, and why not. No, because you own a phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no point in having an Apple Watch if you don't have a phone. So just why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Be, why do you uh, prefer your? Why is your preferred method of listening? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> At Apple Watch, guys. That's of course Bim in the background, just making noise and being a mess. Just a. General dumpster fire of a human being, as he likes to say. He might as well just finish the bottle of vodka. (laughs) (laughs) Look, in my defense, I might be a terrible person. 
Well right. said. Well said. True words were never spoken. All, All right. right. Well, so uh, now that we've covered our audience and thanked each one of them uh, personally, um, which is what we just did. Yeah. Let's move on to the topic of the day, which is, of course, my Twitter. Your Twitter was the perfect segue into what grinds my gears. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Alex, why don't you tell a story? Take it away. What happened on Twitter yesterday that really got you? So here's the thing. Nothing happened. I didn't. I was not on Twitter. I uh, didn't tweet anything. I was in a very upset mood after Iowa, so I was pretty silent on the old social medias. Mm -hmm. And um, I just happened to go onto it and went to my mentions. Uh, at, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the first thing that came up, the top of the list was this guy critiquing me <laughs> and going into a list of reasons as to why I go by my full name. Yeah. <laughs> my birth given name by my parents. Your legal name. My legal name. Yeah. Why I go by that and how wrong it is and how he goes by his shortened name, which means clearly that I should go by the short yes, name well, of Alex. As, right. as random Twitter guy does, everyone must do. Yes, yeah. no, of course. Because <laughs> because James from Arkansas goes by Jim. I have no idea if he's from Arkansas. I just landed on that one. It um, sounds right. It feels right. Yeah. But like it was it was I saw the tweet. I think I even replied to it. It was it was a uh, I think your comment was like all I'm all for unsolicited advice or whatever. <laughs> yeah, great. Nothing I love fun. more than unsolicited opinions. It was <laughs> so like how does that come out of nowhere? This person doesn't follow me? Oh, really? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> He literally found me and decided to just so much just better. insult me on a day where I wasn't, I was already kind of at my limit of Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> but tell me that that didn't kind of, once you reached, like, once you posted it, did it kind of make your day? Because I'm sure a lot of people replied and there were some funny people. It's jumping. still being replied to. Yeah, it no. is actually amazing. It's probably one of my most popular tweets ever. There you go. So, um... <laughs> So yeah, yeah. No, it's I. That's well. You guys have to get that a lot. No, no, no one's I'm ever like uh, not not names oh, unsolicited but unsolicited opinions. Not and to advice. that extent. It's no not 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 to like such a personal degree. A lot of people have a lot of opinions on my driving career. Yeah, and like what I should and shouldn't do on track, which yeah. is adorable. But <laughs> to to go as far hey, Mr. as Mr. Ganassi, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, to go as far as to just pick and it's not even like you would just like you say, you hadn't recently referred to yourself as Alexander in any way. Nope. He just like somehow came across your name on Twitter. Yep. Didn't like the fact that it was a full-on Alexander. Nope. And old James Jim just really wanted to have his opinion known. <laughs> and even used the uh, 100 emoji to clarify how clear he was that he was correct and I was wrong. He was like, you're 100% wrong. Is that what <laughs> Yes. Your full name. And I'm just like... Yeah, I didn't notice that. How, how is that something that someone, like, comes... How does that come into your mind? I don't understand it. Well, it, the other thing is, like, you're not that much of a stickler about that either. No. Like, you're, you, people yeah, call you Alex. I, I rarely call you refer Alexander. to Alexander. Like, I, I remember when you first came to, to Andretti Autosport, we did that video where you got in the wrong side of the car. Yeah, funny and, video. And Andretti Autosport I had no was, idea who Tim was. <laughs> wasn't that was a like, nicer why, time? Why is he here? <laughs> wasn't that a sweeter existence? Who's this guy that's just... Well, the quick side story on that is nobody knew you at the time, and I, so I came up with that, and I pitched it to Andretti Autosport, and they were like, 
we think it's funny, but we don't know him. We don't know like if he'd be down for that. So I went to Marco, and Marco's like, I don't, I've never met the guy. <laughs> and then it was like the only person that we knew that knew you was Connor. So I had to like pitch it to Connor first to see if so it Connor would be for some... a period of time was my agent. <laughs> wow! And Connor was like, "Yeah, he'll think that's funny. He's chill." Risky but business. It, there was a whole thing about that too, where originally it said, "Welcome back to America, Alex." And Andretti Autosport was like, "We think he goes by Alexander." Like, can you change that to make sure it says Alexander? It's a, can we just talk about how the fact that this race organization signed me knowing nothing about me? <laughs> <laughs> like, who well, is this I guy? think they were way more concerned with your driving skills than what you prefer to be called on social no, media. No, but that's but... fair. But still, it's just it's, it's, it's funny to reminisce how quickly that all came together. Uh, so, yeah. So, that... that um, it grinds your gears. Wild. Yeah. No, that, that one was... That one, for as much as it annoyed you, it, it, it satisfied me. It gave me a lot of laughs just reading that what old it, James Jim. I'm also going to call him James Jim from now on. Well, just I'm, calling I, you, I'm calling you Jim, Jimmy Hinchcliffs from, oh, letter, from letter Letterkenny. Kenny. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Anything from Letterkenny, I'm totally okay with uh, being referred to as. Uh, yeah, it must be weird when somebody just calls you a name that you didn't ask them to call you. <laughs> yeah. Right, Fim? Yeah, yeah. That, that must suck, yeah, Alex. Must, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Alexander. <laughs> no, I don't. Care. No, Sam, it's fun. <laughs> what do you guys do? Well, uh, uh, just in terms of like being in in the spotlight and having people, you know, Monday Monday quarterback it. Monday morning quarterback. Monday morning quarterback. It's a term. Does. Learn it. But uh, what, how do you guys deal with that? Uh, okay, you said you don't get too many of the like unsolicited opinions like that. But in terms of criticism, because I know like like Marco just blocked people. Well, let me tell you something. I'm I'm the hardest critic of myself so like I don't even care because like I've already said the things that people might want to come up with Brunner um, for those listening that's my wonderful mini golden doodle who found a new toy that's um, his way of criticizing <laughs> so yeah like I, I don't I don't care because I've already gone to bed crying um, because of my own self-inflicted uh, <laughs> reprimands and judgments. I, and you're right. I mean, no one's going to be a harder critic on your performance than you are as an athlete. It doesn't matter. It's not just a driver thing. It's not just a you thing. It's an athlete thing, right? But what I don't like is when people just have, like, the facts completely wrong, just purely wrong. Um, I, like, it, that, that part I find frustrating. But at the same time, I also know that they know nothing about racing, and so I don't actually care what they think. Well, I, I love when you when somebody will come at you and criticize you with a blatantly incorrect stance, and you correct their grammar. Yeah, it no, makes me laugh every time. That's, <laughs> that's one of my pet peeves on Twitter, man. It's like if you go through my tweets, with very few exceptions, yeah. I try to keep to like proper punctuation, proper grammar. I'll like completely reformat a tweet to fit it into the two hundred and forty characters or whatever. I don't so think tweets are limited by characters anymore. No, it's it's a uh, two two eighty. It's two it's two eighty. Yeah, it's, it's, it? yeah, yeah. it's two eighty. They doubled yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I, I will go. So when people and it's like you're a grown ass man and you don't know the difference between there, there, and there. I'm sorry. I'm absolutely going to call you out yeah. publicly. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's just unacceptable behavior for grown ups. <laughs> so that that one I definitely enjoy. That's a go to. But um, when someone says something like angry i just actually i feel bad i'm like what happened in their day that this is how they're venting you know i actually don't take it personally i actually feel bad for them uh, do you i do sometimes i really do because mm-hmm. i'm like you this has got you this worked up it can't be just this that had something very unhappy is happening to you and you're just you're just mad at everything you know and so i'm like yeah it's i'm just like you don't engage you just 
I say I feel bad. Yeah, you can do never you, engage. Do you no. guys block people? I don't usually. Yes. I, I've had a couple guys that were like super offensive and like death threats and stuff that I blocked, but that's about it. Alex, you said you do block? Yeah, I block people that are like, I don't even know what it does. I can't, I don't, I can't even think of an example because it doesn't matter, but there are things where it just pisses me off so much where I'm like, screw you. There was one guy that came up to me in an autograph session and was like, why'd you block me? And I said straight to his face, probably because you were a dick. <laughs> Here's your card. Well, I mean, the like, thing is, I'm not gonna block you because you're nice. <laughs> I, I get I get people that text me or not text me. I get people that tweet at me whenever I post something with you or with Marco saying, "Can you ask them to unblock me?" And what I'll oh, do? Oh, so if we both done it? And what, it. no, what I'll do whenever anybody asks me that, I don't, I never reply. I never do anything. I search their handle and your name or Marco's name. And I will immediately see the reason why they've been blocked. Right. <laughs> They'll be like, I've been blocked. I have no idea why. And then I'll search it and it'll be like, he's such an asshole. And like, he, do you send that then back to no, the guy? No, I, like, I do nothing. Sorry, not I do help. nothing, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, for my own. Yeah, just for your own knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. and it's 100% a hundred percent time. So Alex, we were in Toronto recently for the race. And yes. I believe you had the chance to speak with a notable person of interest. Kelly? <laughs> uh, yes, I also got to speak to Kelly. Um, what? Uh, you spoke to my girlfriend? Several it? times. Who is this? We swam together and then played hide and seek. Where did you swim? Oh, no, this wasn't during the race weekend. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, the weekend before the race weekend, there was an engagement party that uh, Becky and my parents threw for us. Um, and, and Kelly was nice enough to show up. Alex wasn't there. Alexander didn't come. I wasn't invited and neither was Kelly. That, those are both valid points. <laughs> if, what, if, I was, if we're also listening, people not invited. Yeah. <laughs> no, that one was intentional. <laughs> uh, that one we would have been mad if you showed up. The other two were fine. Uh, but no, uh, yeah, Kelly ended up um, jumping into a pool. That doesn't surprise me. And then we played we hide and seek with my cousins. We jumped into a pool at Marco's wedding. I'm told I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put it this way. At my wedding, we already have bets on who's going to go in first, and I've got him. <laughs> I've got <laughs> James. I'm gonna be honest here. You're gonna win that bet. No, I know. <laughs> You're gonna I win know. that bet. He's and if it's looking like a close race, if someone's getting super into <laughs> Wait, it, is PJ Chesson? Yeah, no, no. Is PJ going? <laughs> or no, I would 100 percent have picked PJ. PJ is going. So that have we talked about that? Have we told that story on the show? Which story? The story of when I bet about PJ being the first guy in the pool at Jeff Gordon's after party. After we his... have not said this story in the pool. Okay, on the show. so yeah. Jeff Gordon retired. Uh, we went to the final race in Miami. And we were invited to his after party. Beautiful party at the Versace Mansion in Miami. Name drop. The the location or Jeff Gordon's after party? No, the location. I mean oh. both. No, it's wanna. you know, it's just the that's the I'm saying it's, it was a nice venue. You Sorry. You could have said a hotel. It was a nice venue. It's yeah. not a hotel. It was a it's classy Versace man. It's a mansion. It's a classy yeah. joint. Whatever. So I we don't know walked if you know down. Jeff Gordon, he was he did some stuff. He did he was good at driving <laughs> things. So we, we, so we walk down these stairs to this area and it's by like this nice sort of pool and there's this beautiful patio area and there's all these couches, whatever set up. And I was walking downstairs uh, next to Kyle Larson, who's a huge PJ Chesson fan. Which, I mean, can we, can we fill it? Yeah, can we, can we fill oh, in who PJ Chesson is? PJ Chesson, Google him. He is multiple race, race multiple IndyCar race starter, never IndyCar race finisher. Right, so PJ did <laughs> like six races back in 2006, <laughs> but he was a sprint car, his IndyCar career wasn't stellar. 
but he was a sprint car legend, yeah. like absolute like folklore legend kind of status. And to the point, earned, earned legend, a thousand status. percent on yeah. track and off. Yeah. That's like PJ is just one of the most fun, wild guys. But he's like he's super. He's a great friend. He's a super nice guy. Beautiful family. Anyway, he's wonderful. But like Kyle Larson just met him that night, and Kyle Larson, who's like a star of the NASCAR scene was geeking out. He was like nerding, <laughs> he's fangirling over PJ Chesson. I'm not kidding. We went, we met in the lobby and he was like, is that PJ Chesson? Like, Peach? Yeah? What? What do you mean? You know PJ? And like even Rico Abreu just like started freaking out that was PJ Chesson. I love anyway, Rico, by the way. Rico's awesome. So, so we're walking into this, we're walking into this party and we, as soon as we see the pool, I give, I give Larson an elbow and I'm like, buddy, I bet you have I bet you money that PJ's first guy in that pool. And he's like, all right, deal. <laughs> so we're like an hour into the party. No one's in the pool yet. I'm like, man, I don't want anybody to beat him there. Everybody's, you know, having fun, having a couple of drinks. So I walked up to PJ and I was like, PJ, buddy, aren't you going to be the first guy in the pool? And he goes, yep. And he puts his glass down, <laughs> takes off his shirt, takes off his pants, runs. Was he wearing and, the... No, no, no. He had underwear on, but then he cannonballed straight into the pool. <laughs> What, That's all it took. What, I, what I've also heard, there were like models on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, there's so many parts of this story, but we're not going to get into it all. But yeah. Did people follow him in? Uh, yes. Yes. He brought some, he dragged some people in. He knocked some people in. He threw a person in. <laughs> and did people enjoy this? This is, this is the allure, the, the magic of PJ. No is nobody mad. was mad. <laughs> anyone else try, anyone else dude for sure yeah. felony conviction three to five yep absolutely yep pj does it and like people come up from the water totally like bewildered what just happened and they see pj they're like ah pj <laughs> you son of a gun <laughs> he's just the greatest guy to hang out with this whole diatribe started because we were trying to get to the point where you spoke yes. to our guest uh, yes, I spoke to the one, the only, Adam Rippon, U.S. Olympic men's figure skater. Yes. And who has since retired and become, like, an icon. An yeah. icon. Um, analyst, I think. Uh, uh, just a celebrity that everyone wants to hang out with. Like yeah. I, I, He was in a Taylor Swift music video. Taylor Swift music yeah. video. Makes way more money than James and I. True. Um, combined. Combined. And it's just a generally... Super nice guy. So we sat down with him in Toronto, asked him a bunch of questions before his uh, two-seater ride with fellow Dancing with the Stars winner, Elio <laughs> Castro I mean, there's, you know, three people that I know that have been on Dancing with the Stars, two of which have won. Um, <sighs> that would be Elio Castro and not James Hinchcliffe. Well, yeah, because Adam was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and he, he won. won. He won. So, so, so it sounds like it's it sounds really easy, easy to win <laughs> yeah. Dancing with the Stars. God, you guys <laughs> suck so much. How did you fail so badly? All right, uh, all right, Alex. Sander, why don't you give it a try? Okay. Well, all right. I will make some calls. And uh, he's shaking his head very aggressively. <laughs> I will make some calls. 
They're always looking for uh, for people. You're an Indy 500 winner. Mm. You're potentially soon to be IndyCar champion. Mm. You are a reality TV mm. a, a show star from just, Amazing but Race. Just make sure they bill him as Alexander. No, I, no, yeah. it's going to be Alex. <laughs> it's going to be Alex. Just Jimbo yeah. made some points. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> Old James Jimbo Jim from Arkansas really had a point there. Here's the thing, James. Also. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, what he said. Here's the thing, James. If I had the personality of you, I don't I think it's a personality probably contest. Probably would have won. Uh, oh. Trying to say you're a better dancer? No, that's. I think the only thing you could that's, be saying. That's what I took away from that. That's yeah, the only angle dance. that you could have. I been think there at. needs to be an off-track dance-off. No, 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 it's no. definitely on a dancing competition. <laughs> no, or a, sorry, a, a personality competition. No, no, so no you I'm can, not a better dancer, but I couldn't release. Myself in the way that you could. However, if I could, I think I would. I don't understand. So you think if you had my personality, you would have done a better job at, at being you? At be- you would have been better at being me. Than so me. you're saying you would be a thanks, better- Jim. <laughs> Jesus, you would have been a better Jimmy That's the most unsolicited advice. That's so much worse than if I was Alexander, I'd go by Alex. It's if I were you, I'd be better at being you than you were at being you. That's the most insane thing anyone has ever said to me. It's the most Alex Rossi thing I've ever heard. It's like, I don't even like talking about Talk about taking being competitive to the next level. I'm so good at stuff. I'd be better at being you than you are. I'd be a better James Hinchcliffe than you. I would be a better. Oh my god. All right, well, that's it. I'm, I'm calling the show. I'm saying Alex Rossi's dying to be on it. And, uh, and our 10,000 listeners are going to guilt you into doing it. I feel bad now. You should. I, that was a really bad thing to say. But I also don't believe you. I mean, you should. But I really don't believe that you do. This, this, this is really got on. Can we just, can we just get to... Well, we have, we have an Adam Rippin interview. Adam Rippin interview. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave First uh, with RTV News Indianapolis. Oh, I'm Adam Rippon, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, happy to have you here, man. Thank, Thank you, you for uh, coming. And um, first off, like, what do you think of the experience? Um, so far, um, my first race, and I've decided that I need to go to another one immediately. Okay, um, that's I'm great. Loving it, yeah. so much fun. Had you ever watched IndyCar racing before? Like I've seen a, a, like a race on TV before, yeah. but not gotten into it. But now I'm gonna be hooked. It's different in person, right? It's crazy. Can you tell people about it? Because like we're trying yeah, to you come guys, back to like yeah. Listen, from our point of view, it's great, and you should watch it. That's. That's all we needed. That's, That's yeah. a wrap. That's pretty, yeah, pretty it's good. Yeah, really good. Um, so now, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how how did you get into to figure skating, and, and what was that journey like? Um, you know, I am from right outside the Poconos, where I know you guys okay. have a race. Yep. Um, and big figure skating town. Big, huge. Yeah. yeah. Like, nice. what a community. Right. And um, I just started skating when I was 10. I loved it, and then I've been doing it for like 20 years, and then just came back from You're the 30? Olympics. Yeah. That's good, man. Thank you. Yeah, good it's job. a little Botox, yeah. a little Hey, whatever lotion. works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Um, what would you have done if it wasn't figure skating? Maybe IndyCar. Sweet. All right. 
you down with that? I didn't. I don't. I wasn't prepared for that okay, answer. All right. so, okay. I, I mean, I just figured that out today. Got it. Right. Um, so being here and kind of experiencing everything IndyCar has to offer, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen? Um, I didn't realize how quickly the pit stops go and okay. how quickly everything gets changed. Right. You, mean, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't even seen fuel go in the car yet. No. Yeah. No, that's okay. that's my next step. Yep. Have you seen any weird like fans? How do the fans in IndyCar compare to the Olympics? You know, the funny thing is, is that um, while I've been here and I've seen everybody get ready for the race today and do the warm up and um, you know all of that, it's almost completely the same as getting ready for a skating competition. Okay. The only difference being it's like racing and right. ice skating competition, but like all of the like behind this behind the scenes things are the same. The prep is the same. All the everybody has their team with them. It's everyone super has their job similar. that they do and yeah, all this. Yeah, it's very very similar. So for us as, as racing drivers, it's pretty easy to um, kind of know who's good because we have lap times, right? You can yeah. look at a screen and it's very spelled out for you. But in your sport, it's subjective, right? Yes. So. Is it easy for you to like watch someone do their performance routine and be like, that was awesome? Or is it more like, you may think it's good, but because there's other people making the decision, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes, I think sometimes when you go into a competition, you can appreciate if somebody does something really well. Okay. Um, but at the it's same, easy to see. It is easy to okay. see. And you can tell when somebody is just like above and beyond or just having a great day. Yep. Um, and, and your competitors can see that and appreciate when you have that as well. And I think that um, it's just such a, sometimes those be your best competitions are just a culmination of great timing and, and excellent preparation. And when you just see somebody kind of in the zone, you, uh, you just appreciate that for what it is because you know how difficult it is to get there. And I'm wondering, is it similar to, like when you're just having a great race, you feel like so connected to your car and yeah, to the- Yeah, so the zone is actually a word we use a lot, yeah, right? Because we use it all the time. Because things are happening so quickly in, in both worlds, right? That you can't be thinking about it on a conscious level, right? Yeah. It has to be subconscious, it has to be automatic. Yes. And your actual like conscious mind is thinking about things that are going on around you. Right. So have you ever found yourself like, thinking about something completely different? And had, what like, was it? Some of my best performances that I've had myself, um, I um, remember the music starting, and I remember finishing my last jump and being like, oh, I'm done. Um, I also remember being like so present, going through each thing, like yep. one at a time. Um, Which one it, was better? I would say that like I, I think of one when I was really young, I was like 18, yep. and I thought about uh, like nothing, it was just over before it even ended. It's, it still feels like one of the smoothest performances I've ever done. Um, like uh, Olympics, I was so like in the zone that I was, I remember thinking a million different things, but none of it was about what I was, it was uh, no, nothing, anything that I wasn't like involved in in that moment. Right. It wasn't about the vacation you're going to take in two months. No, right. but I thought right. about that immediately after. The Olympics? The vacation or... I was going to okay. be taking. Yeah. yeah. As well, soon as it was over. Got it. Because you were done. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fine. So, um, speaking of the Olympics quickly, like, I would imagine that was a career highlight. Yeah, totally. For sure. Yeah. It was, um, was it everything you imagined? It was, yeah. and I think, uh, you know, I uh, was 28 at okay. the games, so it was, uh, I was one of the oldest first-timers. Um, my teammates were 17 and 18, oh, really? so I was much older than they were. 
Um, and I, I think that, you know, being older, I could see that, you know, it's just another event that you get to do. It's just, uh, the Olympics is something special where everybody is watching. Right. Was it important for you to take, like, a step back and realize that you need to, like, also enjoy it? There's a lot of pressure, right? But yeah. It's, it's what I find with the Indy 500, right? Like, there's, there's so much that goes into it in prep. But at the end of the day, it's one of the it's the highlight of our year, right? So you have to be able to take a step back and, and enjoy it. Was it a similar thing? It, there was a moment where um, in my last the last event I competed in at the games, um, uh, I had already won a medal, and I knew ninety percent sure that this would be my last event I would ever compete in. Okay. So uh, when we had our warm up in the morning. I remember I did everything, I finished the warm-up, and then I took a moment and I skated really slowly and just skated for fun, just around the rink, and I was like really soaking this moment. And I think back to that moment and I feel really grateful. Yeah. Um, just that, because in that moment and all of the craziness that is competing at the Olympics, like I got to take in the whole experience. And, and was it what you dreamed of? It was completely different. It yeah. was way less and way more cool. all at the same time. That's awesome. Um, all right, so I have two questions that are completely unrelated. Great. What's the last show you binge-watched? Last show I binge-watched was um, probably The Office. Okay. Like, are you just late to the party, or did you no, watch it again? No, it's like I had watched it, and then, like, I watched it all again. Got also, it. okay, if you want something more recent, right. I want binge watch the app. Have you seen the app no. on Hulu? No. I don't I have Hulu. with it. I don't have Hulu. Oh, no. I'll give you my password. Oh, cool. All right. Sweet. Um, I've accomplished two things today, then. Yeah. Second question, fastest you've ever driven? Um, probably, like, 105. So that's going to change today. Yeah, I'm kind of have. I might have, like, diarrhea. I... So this isn't my fire suit, so I don't care. So you're fine. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Could you skate in the fire suit? Probably. Really? This is really comfortable. Is yours just as, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's okay. I love it. Yeah, cool. I would live in this. It's like pajamas. It's yes. fireproof pajamas. Yeah. You can be on fire and like and rest still, assured you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. There's comfort that comes along with that. Totally. All right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was, I think uh, that was a very good interview. Host. You were. I appreciate. I I wish I could have been there. I do because I'm actually a big fan of uh, of Adams. And I, unfortunately, that was a very busy weekend for me. So I, mean, I appreciate you stepping in. I understand that stepping up. Sorry, and getting it uh, getting it. What sorted. did uh, What did you have going on that weekend? <clears throat> family reunion. <laughs> I mean, probably. Not entirely a lot. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah, a lot yeah, of family yeah, at the racetrack. Yeah. I hung uh, out with a lot of your family, though. There you go. Yeah. There you go. I'm so sure you know. they despise it as much as we did. No, they hated every man. They told me, me about it in detail. Me and Chris Hinchcliffe get along very well. He's um, the original Hinch. He is. He's Chris, yeah. Um, the original Hinch. He's the uh, he's the only PhD holder in the family, <laughs> which we're all very proud of. Dr. Hinch. Do he's been on the show. Um, you guys know Chris. Defer. It's been well, on the show twice. He has been on the show twice. So now we're we're talking about Toronto. Um, the race. Was uh, about, I, okay. Yeah. I mean, the race could have used some cautions. The that race helped spice it up a little. Got a caution at the end, which was not great for me. I thought. Yeah. I thought when uh, Sato was on fire, they were going to throw a caution. So right. So this is a true story. This is actually kind of funny. I was laughing about this with my crew. So we're we're plugging along. We had a you know bad deal in qualifying, started 14th, had a really good first lap, decent first pit sequence. We're running like seventh or something. And I come out of turn five and I smell a very, very distinct smell. 
and it is the smell of engine blowing up. And I was like, damn it. Like we had such a good run going. I was expecting any second the dash to just light up, the power to go, you know, whatever. And I come around turn eight in the, in the pit in is just off of turn eight there. And I just catch a glimpse of Sato pulling into the pits with flames coming out both exhaust oh, pipes. you thought it was you. I thought it was me. I thought I was about to, like, <laughs> that my car was about to explode. And, I, and then I saw the flames out of exhaust pipes. I'm like, yes, not me. We're still in the game. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because you, know, you get, like, there's, like, distinct smells in a car. I'm like, I've never had an engine blow up. That's, is that a true statement? No, you've had an engine blow up in Long Beach. That's true. Yeah, and then didn't yeah, you that's replace the one at like Coda? Cost me a win, a win. Yeah, you were you were was gonna win. Doing really well. uh, I'm pretty sure you were running third. Second. Doesn't matter. The guy that was in the lead had that race covered. Uh, he's such a. It was like though. a six second gap. It <laughs> was close to two in like three and a half laps. I didn't want to work too hard. I was gonna let you get within a second and then just manage the pace from there. Yeah, he was going for that off track one two. I was going for that like <laughs> let him burn off his tires trying to catch me and then just cruise to oh, victory. Yeah. Well, and then, uh, then, I mean, if, if we're talking about racing, uh, James, congratulations. You podium, you had a podium yeah, in Iowa. This is, yeah, I mean, yeah. this is like a crazy, it's been a crazy season for us. And, like, we're race, what, 11, 12, whatever it is now. And it was our first podium of the year, which is, like, just crazy to think. But um, I love that track, obviously. I dislike it. This is <laughs> another play. Actually, you know what? You and I have a lot of disagreements on good tracks. Okay. There's, there's tracks that you like that I despise and vice versa. We What's share Long Beach. What's a track that I like that you don't? You don't like uh, Pocono. You I, like, I do like Pocono. I don't like driving at Pocono. I love Gateway. I, I really don't like driving at Gateway. Oh. I, here's the thing. It breaks my heart because the people that run the race at Pocono, I love them to death. And I think they do a great job. The people that run the race at Gateway, I love them awesome. to death. I think they do a great job. Both racetracks are very well maintained and taken care of. And I think that, that they're great. But I have just never enjoyed necessarily my experience on track there. See, here's where we differ. Right. Because you I won Pocono. I dislike Barber, and I don't like the person that runs it. Who's the... You mean Can George we Mr. Barber? Barber. Can we leave this or not? Sure. What's wrong with Mr. Barber? He yelled at me because I had my dog there. You know what? You probably shouldn't have had your dog in that area. What? The facility? Well, look, man. I'm just saying... I got I also, a lot of respect for George Barber. I also got a ticket in 2017 when we were there for a test. I got a ticket. Is it because you didn't have your helmet on when you were riding your scooter around? Nope. The... I was running around the track on the setup I day. I remember this. Yeah. And I got a ticket because I was trespassing because we didn't buy the track. We didn't rent the track on the setup day. And I asked, so if I wanted to walk around the track to my engineer, you know, before we test tomorrow... I couldn't do that. No, you didn't pay for the track today. You just got a ticket? Yes. Was it a fine? Yes. Did you pay it? No. Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm with you. That's a little extreme. I didn't know that story. That does sound very plausible, though. That facility is a tight and run, pay run I, I heard if you go off track at Barber, the team gets a... Uh... That's not true. That's not true. Whatever you're going to say, it's not true. I don't, I, I don't even know I, where... I have actually I've heard, heard as well. teams get landscaping bills That's if in, the cars go off track. It's insane. Absolutely not. Are you sure? No, but absolutely not. I've... Have you ever gone off track there? I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure I have. I can't. I don't know. I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe you I, haven't, and you haven't gotten the bill. 
I've, I've heard this from people who were legitimately complaining about it. Did Marcus? Because he, we know he went off track. He yeah. went off track. And that's the thing. I've never heard of a bill being brought to our team. And I feel like whether me or a teammate okay. over my five years there, that would have happened at some point. And it right. ready and whatever. So, no. I don't think that's true. Well, that's also like... I mean, we know great. Mikhail would have gone off there. Well, all right. So... <laughs> Championship-wise, Alex, you're now you're 24 points out from first. I'm 29. 20, 29 points out from first. Salvageable. I apologize. Totally You're salvageable. going into to mid-Ohio where you were very strong last year. You won. You almost did a donut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to mid-Ohio where he won. We're going to Pocono where he won. We're going to Gateway where he probably should have won. won. We're going to Portland, which should've, he was leading by a hefty margin before won. a poorly uh, timed yellow flag. And then uh, Laguna, which nobody's raced at in. So here's the thing that I've told some people is like, we got our worst tracks out of the way and we're going into some of our best. So I'm excited. But this year, I think even more so than other years, like the car setup doesn't really transfer from 2018 to 2019. So it's been interesting. I mean, we showed up at Long Beach with a car that was obviously awesome last year and it took me a full two practice sessions to get it in the top 10. So, I mean, it's uh, it's a little bit unique, um, but we feel good about it, and uh, we'll give it our best shot. James, have you found the same thing with the car? It's, it's, it's interesting, actually. There are certain tracks, for sure, that 2018 and 19 almost don't match up at all. Um, there are certain tracks where you show up with a car that was maybe good the year before and it's a decent baseline, but it still needs a good amount of tuning. Iowa's a great example. Obviously, we had a very strong car in Iowa last year. Um, we ended up on the podium this year, but it, it took a little bit of work to get there. Well, what's yeah. interesting about Iowa is, like, we had a horrible car last year. <laughs> Completely reinvented the car for this year. And it was... And still had a horrible car. Can <laughs> I say, though? So, like, can I say, I had a lot of entertainment from you in the race. We started next to each other. And then got that start, and then you got the that was the best. Was before the race, you're like, yeah, inside sucks. Huh? I'm like, yeah, and then the start goes around the outside. I'm like, you bastard. So <laughs> you tried to you psyched him out while you were watching Lion King. Is he, <laughs> we were yeah. watching Lion King during the rain delay after we had barbecued dinner, um, and but, you undercooked his chicken. Like, there's a hot spot in the barbecue. Half the chicken is fine. I know, secretly, I was just trying to feed him bad chicken. No, make no, him that, sick that, that, was, no, that no, was the conspiracy theory on the radio. Yeah. Literally, half of my chicken was fine. And I ate that half. <laughs> the other half was raw. There so you go. I didn't eat that half. That Damn was, it. I couldn't, I couldn't watch on NBC Sports because I was in Iceland, so I, I was listening on the radio broadcast, and they, they, they interviewed you about the chicken. Could have just said you were out of town. Well... I wanted it's, to, a, it's cool you're Mr. Look, Money back. I'm sorry, you guys traveler. get to be race car drivers. Oh, yeah. Are we going to travel to cool places <laughs> like, like Newton, Iowa, Iowa. and <laughs> Lexington, Ohio? You're in Reykjavik. Hey, first of all, to See, our listeners, you've in been Newton, there Iowa. and you can pronounce it. I have neither of those abilities. To our listeners in Newton, Iowa, you see these guys, uh, Actually, these guys don't appreciate you. are amazing. No, to be fair, we <laughs> love Newton, Iowa. We love the fans. We love the try. And Middle Ohio. How cool is it how long those fans stayed out for the race? Man. We had a race that was supposed to start at 6.15. It didn't start till like 11.30. And then it and got then red flag. And then it got red flag for like a half hour. So, yeah. No. Iowa fans love them. Ohio fans love them. And love both those racetracks. Uh, but. <clears throat> we'll talk about the second half of your season. Like. You got your podium out of the way. Yeah, I mean, hopefully that's that, a turning that, that point. That gets the ball rolling a lot of the time. I, I hope. I mean, we, you know, we had we, we recovered really well from a bad qualifying in Toronto, got a top six. Obviously, we're in uh, 
on you know in the podium on the podium in Iowa, which is good. Mid Ohio, we had a strong package there last year. Had it not crashed, I said the quickest time in Q two and then and then crashed in qualifying. So not sure where we would have started, but we were going to be up there. Obviously, Robbie ran well and finished on the podium behind you. So we're hoping for a good weekend, um, and we'll see. We'll kind of see how the season. Did you guys test there? Uh, we have not tested there. Good. Have you tested there? No, but Penske has. So that's. Oh, that's 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 nifty. Well, at least Penske's not in the championship conversation. Yeah, at, at least all. they struggle at tracks. <laughs> at like, anything. yeah, must be neat. But well, no, it's uh, it's cool. I can't believe we're this far into the season. It's well, like flown by. And what's nice is after Mid Ohio, you guys have nothing going on personally. Mm, so yeah, so, so it's now been, you you have to go to Canada for that. Thing. I have a thing in Canada. I don't know what it is. It's it, a swimming pool. It's we're swimming sharing. Pool. We're sharing it. Yeah, what House. are we? Are we? You is actually like owe a, me money. It's a convention. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, it's. I think it's a convention. Nine hundred dollars. Um, so if you want to write nine hundred, James, I'm not making your wedding. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's five hundred dollars. If you want to Apple Pay me right now, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. you can put you it on layaway. I'm checking in my savings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll no, pay you, I'll pay you Friday. No, no, you can <laughs> Apple Pay from your savings. Yeah, no yeah, problem. yeah. I'll pay you Friday. <laughs> from the employment. I'll pay you Friday. I'll pay you so Friday. we're on a stretch of three consecutive races, starting with Toronto, which is the busiest, straight into into Iowa, straight into Ohio, and then we get a weekend off. Nay, nay. James decided it was a good idea to get married on that. Did weekend. James decide or did Becky decide? Uh, group decision. At least so Andy, Becky decided. <laughs> at least Andy Carr didn't decide to go back to Iowa Man. on August 3rd. <laughs> this is Marco true, told me about yeah. this. Which was my favorite part of that entire race. <laughs> right. Was James and I were on the grid next to each other. So we were like standing on the grid for like 30 minutes waiting to know whether or not the track was going to drive. And every person that came up to me to talk to me and, you know, kind of like shoot the shit before the race started was like, what are they going to do if it gets postponed? I was like, it's a funny story. It's going to be on August 3rd on James' wedding. And they were like, no way. And I would just look at James and get his attention and show the number three. And he would freak out. And then we'd just laugh. Literally. So, so what? Yeah, Marco told me about this yesterday. He said he started that rumor just right. to mess with you. Right, of course. And so like, I, I was texting Jay Fry, president of IndyCar. I was texting Kyle Novak, the race director. I'm like, hey, guys, just so you know, if we have to come back... August 3rd's off. Like, it's got to be August 10th. Like, the next weekend. We got two off weekends. I'm like, it's not just me. A quarter of the IndyCar grid is going to be there. Like, this is not... We can't do this. So, I, you know, so on the grid, Alex, who's sitting next to me, and uh, and Michael Andretti were, you know... Give, Michael goes, hey, Hinch, I heard that the, the redo is going to be August 3rd. I'm like, well, my, Michael, look, if that's the case, then you're in trouble because one of your drivers... Uh, no, sorry... One of your drivers is attending the wedding. Two of your drivers are in the wedding. So <laughs> you're going to have to dust off your helmet. Mario's going to have to dust off his helmet. A couple other guys. I've taken the people that have RSVP'd, and they're coming with me. So you know after you said that, Mario was in the booth like, make it August 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. He was trying to bribe Jay Fry to delay yeah. the race and cancel it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no. So yeah, heading back home after mid-Ohio to like uh, walk down the islands. We're carpooling. Or, car- or, or caravanning. caravanning. Convoying. Convoying. And we're roommates. Yeah. Gross. If I pay you. <laughs> if you it's actually amazing. The house or the, the house villa, villa thing. at the wedding venue that we rented is going to be a stacked group. It's me, my girlfriend Kelly, 
Ryan and Ray and Becky. Mm-hmm. Bobby the money guy. Bobby the money guy and his girlfriend Rachel. And then Tim is in the room with bunk beds. <laughs> which was originally going to be shared with Connor. <laughs> Who but can't make the race because he's racing Lamborghinis. He can't and, make the race. Sorry. Can't, <laughs> can't make the wedding because he's racing in Road America in Lamborghini that weekend. Uh, wild times, guys. Crazy. James getting married. He's growing up. Uh, we're all very proud. Um, speaking of James... You uh, kind of teased something at the beginning of the show. Do you want to kind of let the listeners, the loyal listeners, that have sat through this dumpster fire of a podcast? This, <laughs> this fem- I'm a, fem of a podcast. I'm a dumpster fire of a person. This right. podcast is fantastic. The podcast is great. And um, uh, if you want to rate us and comment on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. Or wherever you get your <laughs> podcasts. Uh, yes, so we talked about how uh, a partner of our team at, at Schmidt Peterson Motorsports, Gear Wrench, did a fan giveaway uh, contest situation type thing over the Toronto weekend and we had said that the winner was going to be announced on the next episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi and as this is the next episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi uh, this is the time the big announcement is made so if you uh, participated in the contest thank you so much for participating thank you so much for tuning in and the winner is Kyle Buell of Ottawa, Ontario, who's a Red Seal automotive mechanic. Uh, Congratulations. Thank you so much for entering the contest. Thank you so much for uh, following GearWrench on their social media. Uh, If you guys want to check out their products, GearWrench.com. You can also follow them, uh, all sorts of social media uh, platforms that are on everything. Uh, Kyle, you're going to win a 243-piece mechanics tool set in a three-drawer storage box on top of a two-drawer utility cart. So, hell of a prize pack. Thank you so much for playing. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Why was I not aware of this contest? Can I get one of those? Uh, If you want to enter in GearWrench's next contest, you certainly can. GearWrench, if you're listening, Thim, just hook me up. Just... You know, Kyle gets one. I would like one. I feel like Alex, Alexander, Alex, <laughs> Alexander gets a tool set before you because I don't think you know how to do anything no. with a tool. Considering I built your daughter's bed. We built it together. You were there supervising. You well, were pouring you know the what? drinks. You know what? I will keep all those tools very clean with some barkeeper's friend. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know what he did? Tell me. He put everything on backwards. So once we were like, no, you were the one that put those on backwards. You put those screws on backwards. I'm going to settle this right now. Once and for all, it all happened because he didn't have the right gear wrench tools. I'm just saying that's probably what happened. What went wrong? He was using some second range. Well, obviously you and I know that, but I'm trying to make him feel better. You were the one that put him on wrong. Anyway, gearwrench.com. Kyle, congratulations. Thanks for playing. I don't do anything wrong. Even being James (laughs) Hitchman. I'm leaving. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to add producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean thin.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.